Welcome to Spark Creators, a podcast that empowers kids to learn, create, and become. This podcast invites creators and entrepreneurs from all over to share their stories and ideas. We believe every kid is creative. It's just a matter of taking that first step and starting now. We hope this podcast can inspire you to create something that makes a difference in the world. If you want to stay inspired, remember to subscribe. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Or visit us at peachandplumlab.com slash podcast. I'm so excited today to have Jonah Larson, the founder of Jonah's Hands LLC. Jonah is based in La Crosse, Wisconsin. He taught himself how to crochet at age five by watching YouTube videos, and now he's 11. He has been described as a crocheting prodigy. Crocheting has definitely made him an influencer on Instagram and also YouTube, as Jonah has more than 192 thousand followers on Instagram and also 46,000 followers on YouTube. So I watched Jonah's video and I have to say he's so talented in crochet and just by listening to him I cannot follow what his hand was actually creating. It is incredible. He got some real talent in this craft. Now let's dive in and just listen to our friend Jonah Larson. Hey Jonah, so great to have you here on Spark. I am so excited when I got your response, wanting to become part of our Craft with Hands and Heart series. So you are so popular on social media, but in case and um, any other kids who haven't heard you, and can you say hi to them and also introduce yourself? Um, hi everybody, my name is Jonah Larson and I live in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Great, what grade are you going to like, yeah, and which area? So I'll be going into seventh grade next year and well as you could guess right now I'm doing what I love most crocheting I'm making friendship bracelets which is a section in my book and there's also a video on my YouTube channel about how to make them. So from your story I learned that where you came from it's an Ethiopian orphanage and that now you have a wonderful family in Wisconsin. Can you tell me a little bit about your amazing family and how they love and support you? Well, yeah, so my parents adopted me from Ethiopia when I was around five months old. And so there's my mom, who is now my agent and helps with social media. And then my dad drives me to the yarn store, and he's the hat model because he's bald. And then my brother, Leif, helps with YouTube. My sister, Mercy, likes to wind up my yarn because I don't enjoy that job. And then my dogs sleep on my afghans and model dog sweaters. Oh, my. Yeah, everyone is involved, basically. You also mentioned a lot in your post that your uncle also teaches you about business. Can you tell us a little bit about him as well? Yep. So his name is Daniel Sheehan, and he is a designer, and he's a designer. And now he's taught me how to design, and I have designs on my website now. Yeah, I saw he's, like, really supportive of you and and just posting, you know, like, the things that you were crocheting, and then he is, like, asking his followers to follow you as well, yeah, which is wonderful, yeah, wonderful. So I know you're still young, but this is, like, a tradition that for us to ask our guest, what are some important things you believe in life? Can you give me, like, two keywords to explain them a little bit as well, yeah? 
If I had to choose two keywords to describe me, it would be strong and then kind. And strong because that that's a message my mom has always taught me to be strong and just stand your ground and follow through on what you believe. And then kind as in just be kind to everyone, even if they're not back, just makes the world a better place. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. I definitely think you are very strong and so kind as well. Yeah, you're definitely living with your word. Yeah. So you're walking the talk. Yeah. So the question I actually wanted to ask the most is most people who knew you, you know, how can you be so good at crochet? I think this is somewhat complicated for kids. But you started at age five and you taught yourself by just watching YouTube videos. So can you tell me a little bit what's the first like time when you were watching the video and how does that look like? Yeah. So I, I'm going through a bag of crafts to my aunt. Then I find a hook, find a crochet hook and go to mom and then ask her what it is and how to use it. And she finds me a YouTube tutorial for how to make a dishcloth. And then she hands me some yarn and then I have that hook and then she hands me the tutorial on a device. And then I just watch it once through and then I begin crocheting. It just came naturally and it was surprisingly easy. And then when mom came back, she came back to a perfectly made dishcloth instead of a mess of yarn as she thought she would return to. Wow, that's amazing. It's like, you know, some kids who are talented in playing piano, you hand him a, like a little keyboard and he just start playing naturally. Like you are doing the exact same thing for crocheting. I actually do play the piano. Really? Yeah. So that part we didn't, you know, we actually don't know much about. Yeah. Later we're going to talk about it. Yeah. So how did you get hooked to crochet? Like later, once you watched that or, or did it once, what happened later? You want to just watch more and do more? Well, in the b beginning, it was because I just saw like what really amazing things I can make. Like I can make my own winter gear, my own bracelets. And then it became that I saw what a impact, positive impact it made on other people because they were so happy to see my work and hear my messages. So after the first part, that's why I continue crocheting. So the first thing that you made was like a dishcloth. And you said the first time you made it, it's already complete and well-designed, like a piece that you can actually use, right? Yeah, we actually still have it and use it. And um, I can't get it right now, but it's actually over on our sink at the moment. Yeah, it's totally okay. Oh my, yeah. And then later, not only can you maybe repeat like what you have done, which is this dishcloth, but also you started learning other ways. What are other kind of like products that you started getting involved in the very beginning? In the very beginning, it went from that dishcloth, and then it kind of went to like hats, mittens, scarves, more basic items. And then it went to more advanced things like afghans and then like apparel, summer apparel. Um, yeah, things like that. Wow, wow. So um, you said that on your website, you didn't intend to start a business, but now you have one. So what made you want to start a business? Well, I thought it would be a great way to spread my positive messages about bringing the world together, inclusivity, giving back. I just thought it would be a great way to do that. And I, and I could just show all my creations with the world. And people could have things that have a connection to me because I can't crochet 4,500 items. 
how did you? How did anything like first inspire you to start a business? Was it like people started asking you, "Oh, can you do this for me? I can pay you." Like when was that first moment turned out to be like, "Okay, I think I'm gonna start a business." Yeah. Well, that happened when I be- began to design. I thought like I could just make designs and then put them on my website so they can be available to everyone else. And then we made my website jonahands.com. And then I wore my shirts and showed them. And then we created like mugs for coffee and drinks, bags, jackets, patches, all sorts of things. So after you are actually very familiar with the skills and techniques, and you started making your own design, and then you wanted to show people what your design looked like, and then people started like to get interested in your product. Is that right? Yep, that is correct. So you are very, very talented in crocheting, and then now you're actually designing your own thing. So tell us a little bit how you run your crochet business. So yeah, tell us like on a daily basis or even you know weekly basis, what do you do and how do you handle different things? Well, I always I have school as a priority, well, school and family as a priority, but at the moment I don't have to deal with that problem because I'm on summer break. What I do is that I just like to spend time with my family, and then I do what I need to do for my website, and I still crochet. But I always make sure that I just set it, set aside time for my family. Ah,、uh, so in terms of business, if someone make an order, like say on the on your website, or if someone like actually see you in person and they say, "Hey, Jonah, could you make this for me?" and how would you handle that? Yeah, like so. In terms of business, you probably have to, you know, make the product and you have to mail it to them. You have to somehow like have some custom like customer service, right? After you mail them their、um, product and yeah, and how would you market it? And can you tell me a little bit ins and out about your business? Yeah. So well, right now I'm not crocheting items for other people. I'm crocheting items to donate、yeah. and some to show and enter and enter in our. Lacrosse County Fair, but I don't like. I said I don't make items because we had so many orders for microshade items. Now I just design like T-shirts and other things of the sort, and then we sell those on my website. Another part of that is that I've created my own packaging style, and then we can track it, and then we have a customer service section, and just everything you need in a business. That's right. Yeah. Because now you have like so many orders, you started designing like T-shirt or this kind of、um, product that you don't have to hands-on like make every single one, right? Because otherwise it will be too many, yeah, requirements, yeah. So how how much time actually、uh, have you spent on crocheting like on a daily or weekly basis? Can you tell me more about that? Well, when it's winter in Wisconsin, it's absolutely frigid. So、yeah. I like to crochet for like. Four to five hours a day. Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> and then in the summer, it's warm out, and you can do things outside. So it's usually one or two in the summer. Got it. Yeah, got it. That's like the part of your craft. And I saw a lot of YouTube videos, right? Your your mom or maybe your dad helped you make. Yeah. And how much time do you put into making those videos? And also, like taking pictures and just market. I know your mom probably handles your social media, but you still have to spend time with them to create those kind of thing, right? And those are 
definitely great marketing materials that you have to do. And those will be great lessons for other entrepreneur kids, you know. So can you tell us a little bit like, yeah, like how how would you spend time and how would you do like a video or taking pictures and yeah, things like that? Well, what I like to do is just like set aside like certain times where we do all of the things that you just explained. And then I just enjoy time with my family. And I, yeah, we just like take a couple photos all at, all at one time. That's a good idea. Yeah. While instead of just having like constantly be doing something that we don't have time to spend together as a family. So it's definitely planning ahead and then, yeah, generally like releasing your content so that you don't have to work like on a daily basis, right? So you're planning your business way ahead that you're doing everything in bulk and then later you can just enjoy the uh, followers or followings yeah, coming from. So it looks like you also get a lot of yarns mailed to you from different people and organizations. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, I get yarn mailed to me from actually around the world, all the different countries. Uh, we get lots of yarn from Turkey and also like, we get lots of yarn from Turkey, the Netherlands, a couple other countries, Canada. And yeah, I think people just send me yarn and and beautiful hooks. I'll actually grab some that people Yeah, I would love to see. That's wonderful. Yeah. I've, how did they even heard of you, you know, and then sending you this yarn? That's amazing. Well, yeah, it, it is really amazing. And people send me like beautiful things to inspire me to keep crocheting. Well, first, uh -huh. actually, somebody sent me this beautiful sunset hook case. That's beautiful. Yes. And then let's see here. What, here are a couple. Here are two of the hooks sent, sent to me, both from the UK. Wow, they are beautiful. Yeah, very colorful. And to look like my sunset afghan, the one yes. fading that colors. And then this one's just like a really lightweight polished wood. Mm-hmm. And let's see here. We have some other cool ones too. So you not only you have a lot to use, but you can put a lot into your collections too. Yeah, this this is like the spot where I have all my really nice hooks, like my collection. Uh huh. This one sent to me from Maui, and it is eucalyptus tree wood. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, it looks like just from the tree, you know, like the shape is so organic and natural. Yeah, they, they probably handcrafted as well, right? Yep, all of these were handcrafted. That's beautiful. Yeah, what is that made of glass? It, it actually is not, but it's like this really, hand, it's really, it's this really amazing, like hand poured, like center with, what is called the blood swirl hook whoa that's beautiful it's like you know yeah for a lot of audience who are not watching but i know this is a very special piece like looks like the two end is made of wood but in the middle looks like it's some kind of plastic or glass kind of material that combine the wood together yeah and then in the middle is like hollow yeah which is amazing yeah beautiful craft yeah and no but it's just like amazing what people can make yeah one that's my favorite just because it has my name inscribed right in the bottom there what yeah they're they're putting your name right on it that's beautiful yeah jonah that's amazing you have so many and they're all sent from people that you don't even know from all over the world yeah that's yeah. that's the amazing part about it, it just shows people's kindness and just what wonderful what wonderful people are out there in the world 
Yeah, yeah. So does that mean you don't even have to buy your own supplies at all? Like you just make <laughs> from all these donations and I don't I don't have to go yarn shopping anymore. Before I used to, but now I just have it all in my yarn wall downstairs, which says pictures everywhere. And then we have fifty more totes in our storage room, so I don't need to yarn shop anymore. That's amazing. Yeah, I saw some of your YouTube videos where you were. Uh, opening the boxes that's mailed to you, and then you have to, you know, like you you show all these beautiful like colors and the beautiful yarns at different sizes, and yeah, those are all people from all over the world sent you. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, so you still have a lot of supplies in store. You haven't used them all yet. Well, I I don't know if I'll ever be able to use them. All. <laughs> really? Because people just keep sending us more and more, but I think I do. With, since I have so much, it'll overflow our house. I like to donate it to our churches, so then they can make prayer shawls and blankets. Got it. Oh my, that's amazing. So, do you often like do? I guess like any classes around your local areas with churches or with yeah different organizations or with other kids? Well, I do like to teach other people how to crochet, but I'm not like in any classes. But uh -huh. at school, I used to teach some of my friends there how to crochet. And then they started to crochet too, and some of them still do it. Got it. So those yarns that people have sent you, or among all these other ones that you have bought, what is your favorite yarn so far, and what is your favorite color? Well, actually, I just happened to be using it to make a friendship bracelet. Here it is. Well, oh, and in my book. It's it's a cable. It'll look cool when I get farther on. Yes. Somebody sent me this yarn. For a lot of kids who cannot see, I guess from the audio, that it is actually the sunset color is actually a combination of red, orange, and yellow color. Yeah, at the same time in the same yarn. And there it is, shown on the front of my book. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You have your own book. Yeah. It is called Hello Crochet Friends. And it's by Jonah Larson. Yes, that's amazing. Yeah, definitely orange or yellowish color, which is a sunset color, is your favorite. Yep, it is. And there's also another part that you want to see. If I can just find it, it's a section on the friendship bracelets that I was just talking about. It's going to show me where it is. Here we go. This right here is the section. On friendship bracelets, so so I can like show everybody how we can bring the world together and be positive. Um, yes, but also on my YouTube channel, made a tutorial on how to make all the friendship bracelets in my book, so that kids who are just beginning to crochet can make something really fast and simple that they can have in their hands and give them to everyone else. Wonderful. And when did you publish this book again? Well, this book will be published on. July twenty third, and I'm going to be doing a big book launch at our local Barnes and Noble store. There's going to be a signing. I'm going to read a little section from my book, talk about it, and a couple other things. Yeah. So when? What year was it? July twenty third. This year. Yeah, it'll be publishing. Yeah, like in five days. Oh my, that's wonderful! Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. It's been a long road on that book. We had to do a photo shoot, like. Make the manuscript and then improvise that many times, and then think about everything. And like I said, do the photo shoot. That we took a whole day aside to do that, and it just been a long process. 
Yeah, I would love to learn more about it. Yeah, so who had this idea of creating this book in the beginning? Well, actually, so we were contacted by like fifteen different um book publisher co- book publishing companies, but for this current book, we decided to go for local one in Milwaukee. Got it. Got it. So it's a Milwaukee-based publisher who published your book. Yeah. And did they send photographers over and writers over to interview you and also take pictures of your work? Actually, so well, I I I wrote the entire book. Oh, really? Yeah, we actually, we actually um went over there to do a big photo shoot, and then yeah, that's what we've done. Got it. Got it. It's an autobiography about my entire life. Well. But not my entire life since I'm yes. eleven. Yes. And then second part is about all my crochet friends from around the world and what crochet is, and then yeah, just things about crochet and exploring it. Wow. So how long did it take you for you to complete this book? When did you start it? Well, I started it around six months ago, so it's taken us around six months. And and it's out right. Got it. Yeah. Is it available online? Um. Yeah, it's available on my website, and then it's also available on Barnes and on Barnes and Noble's websites, and will be in their store because, like I said, we're doing a big book launch on July twenty third, and there's going to be a signing. And also on Amazon, it's not even out yet, and it was the number one bestseller. That's amazing. Yeah, I would love to get a copy. Yeah, on Amazon. And best luck to your book signing. You know, on twenty third, and I hope everything will go well. And I'm sure. Yeah, probably there there will be like hundreds of thousands of people line. You know, line up to get your book and also signature. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so I think this is a great opportunity that people can get to know you and also learn about your. Um, strong, right energy, and also your love, your kindness, yeah, toward other people, as well as your amazing crocheting craft, yeah. So when it comes to the、uh, order, let's talk a little bit about, like, say, previously when you have to fulfill customers' order when they ask you to do something, and what was one of your favorite piece of work that you have worked on and you have sold? Well, let's see here. I, I still have the favorite piece, my favorite piece of work done. And it it's been my for for the whole time since my son said Afghan because I just love the color and how it's so versatile and it took me sixteen hours to make which is twice as long as it normally takes me. Wow, yeah, that is that is a long time. Yeah, you you probably cannot finish in a couple of days. Yeah, probably have to spread it over. Through the week, yeah, that's that's great. So, can I ask, like, say, what was one of the most expensive piece that you have worked or sold on? Yeah. Well, so I made a a big giant、um, afghan and in warm fall, in warm like harvest and neutral cut, and then I auctioned it for I auctioned it hundred and fifty dollars. Then I gave that money. To an to an animal rescue center.、Mm-hmm. One of my dogs, Bella, is a rescue. So that Afghan was sold. That Afghan was auctioned and made in honor of her. Wow! And you mentioned that earlier that you are doing some kind of work that for donation over the summer or recently as well. So can you tell me? Um, a a little more about all those charity work that you have done and. Collaborations with different organizations or donations, yeah, anything about that part. 
1992. It was called Roots Ethiopia, and they're based in that, well, they're based out of Madison, but they're centered in helping the same region where I was found, adopted from, and so I have a GoFundMe up, and have a little bit of keep kids go to some basic items such as books or pencils. Uh, it's a little bit cutting off right now, but yeah, it's it's totally okay. Yeah, so um, I watched you know some of your YouTube videos, and you were teaching other people about like how to crochet. And yeah, I, I guess like me, not as you know like a person who knows a lot about crochet. So I think it's difficult for me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like maybe there are a lot of kids or people who are interested, you know, really interested in into this craft and know some basics, and they can actually follow you. Yeah. So do you plan to teach a lot um, on your YouTube channel or? Like say locally or to other kids as well, and do people have access to all your courses? I yes, I actually do. I have tutorials on my website. In in August, I will be flying out to Burning Burn in Ohio, and I will be filming a class for beginner crocheters and how to for just people who are just beginning to crochet. So, what kind of platform was that again? Yeah, you said that team from Ohio. It's from Knit and Crochet Now. It's a TV. It's a TV on PBS. Got it. Okay. Okay. A TV on PBS and Knit and Knit and Crochet Now. Okay. Got it. I read your story on NPR that they're saying your dream is to attend the U.S. Military Academy at West Point and then becoming a surgeon. Can you tell me a little bit why is that? I want to attend West Point because my dad has always told me that it's a great academy to go to, and you have to be very intelligent and a good person to attend. So I would like to go there and then a a surgeon because both my parents. And health field and crochet really helps my hand dexterity and patience, which is important when you're a surgeon. And it seems like a pretty good.、Job. That's amazing. Yeah, you actually have thought so far, and also you have this kind of dream and vision for your future. Yeah, that's great. So, so what then? What's your plan for your crocheting business? What What do you plan? I guess from now until you say go to college. And do you have any other ideas or plans? So I'm also going to be doing a little more designing, like I have been. Otherwise, not at the moment. Got it. Yeah, because you, you, I mean, you have done so much, and you are getting like so popular all over the place, and you just let things flow as it goes, and it's already, you know, being wonderful. Yeah, wonderful. I'm, I'm sure you can do some amazing things just along the way, like. Yeah, with the level of talent and ambition that you have, yeah, which is amazing. So, do you have any suggestions to wrap up yet、um, our conversation? Do you have any suggestions to other kids, maybe who wanted to learn crochet or even other type of craft, and maybe also turn that into a business? Yeah, what is your suggestion for them? My advice is to make sure have a circle of support. And it is also—it's hard work to create a business. It, you just don't become like really rich and everything's great. It's—it's it's hard work to have a business, but you just persevere and it—it'll turn out great. And just make sure you have people behind you and that support you. 
Got it. Yeah, but almost、uh, for every kid who is listening here too, like for Jonah, it's not only that group of people who is supporting you. In the very beginning, he has to he has to learn so much about crocheting in order to make his work stand out. Yeah, he knew so much about crocheting that he can start design his own work and his own. Like product line, and that's when he started deciding to make a business out of it. Yeah. So beside that piece, which is getting the support and the level of love and and everything you need from people, family, and friends around you, make sure you are also focusing on sharpening, you know, your talent and sharpening your skills, and make sure everything that you are interested in are are well put together, so that people actually like would be impressed by the level of work that you do, right? This is now what our bracelets look like. What you just finished it do- doing our interview? Oh my gosh! Is that true? You are making this bracelet while we were talking. Yeah. Yep. Using our sunset, using my sunset yarn. So you can think, talk at the same time while you're crocheting. You're telling me I don't have to look at my crochet, so I can watch historical documentaries. Oh my gosh! Like you have three brains going on at the same time when you're crocheting. That's amazing. Yeah, Jonah, you really, you really impressed me so much. Yeah, I'm so amazed by your craft and also, yeah, this level of of talent that you can do. Yeah. It's great. It's great. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah, you are definitely like so talented in crocheting that a lot of adults would wonder too. I watched the TV show that you and your mom were on, and everybody was like wondering, "Oh, did did your mom help you anything? You know, like on crocheting?" But in reality, she doesn't know anything about crocheting. But you, actually, yeah, <laughs> started all these things on your own. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, m- mom does not know how. To- Seems like、uh, we cut off a little bit. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Jonah, I'm really impressed, and I really wish best luck of you for your future and also for your crochet business, including the book that you're going to release or book signing in a couple of days. Really, best luck to you and your family. Best luck to you too, and goodbye. That's the story of Jonah Larson. Who started Jonah's hands based on his own passion in crocheting? This amazing crocheting prodigy is teaching kids and adults all over the world to be strong and kind. Most importantly, though, is to pursue a craft that he is really interested in. I hope you really enjoyed this episode with Jonah. And if you want to learn more about Jonah's story, to buy his book, or even wanted to learn how to crochet, please go to his website at jonahhands.com. That is. J O N A H Hands dot com. If you are interested in in sharing your own story, or if you have a business that you wanted to share to the world, please don't forget to email me. Thanks everyone again for tuning in to Spark, a podcast that empowers kids to learn, create, and become. I'm your host Lee. I will see you guys next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Spark Creators Podcast. At peachandplumlab.com.